0: Hi, this is Doug Manch, and you're listening to Into
1: the Night, a Moon Knight podcast.
2: Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 131, and you're with your High Priest of Conchu, Ray, here with you for another special bumper-sized episode. Uh, So welcome, welcome. 131, not really a significant number by any stretch of the imagination, but we do have a couple of hot gypsies here. To, uh, to lay down for you tonight now it may seem that I am here by myself and some would argue that I'm not some would say that you know I've got a few other identities running around in my head but I will be joined later on in uh, the the larger part of our of our show so I just wanted first off as always to remind listeners uh, we have a patreon page. If you feel so inclined to to donate or become a patron, there are a lot of bonuses there, a lot of incentives. Please check it out. Uh, it's in our show notes, um, and we've already got a, a few patrons um, who we you know love to dedicate the the episodes to. Um, of course, we have an executive producer, Dustin Kurtz. Um, he's got a quite a high tier there. He's a Lockley, Uh and Wayne, Josh, and James co-producers. And fellow patron members, so please consider joining. Um, it's uh, it's a fun thing, and uh, you know it all goes towards the show. Um, so we want to make it bigger and better and brighter and whiter, so everyone can see us coming. Now, what we're going to get to today, tonight, this afternoon, this morning, we have a bit of news. Now, this is probably a bit of old news now, considering, um, admittedly, this news dropped straight after um, the previous episode was recorded. So it was a bit annoying, but uh, at least I'm going to cover it now here. Um, so we'll have a bit of news. Uh, there's a big shout-out to a a loony that I want to give a huge shout-out to. Uh, more on that later. Uh, she's created some great fan, uh, great Moon Knight artwork. Um, we've got another... We've got episode 8 of, yes, The Hunt for Conchu's Golden Scepter, the continuation of our audio serial podcast or adventure it's um it, it's it's really cool ramping up i i am loving doing these things so you know it might be a purely indulgent thing but look hey um, getting so much contribution from the other loonies it's it's a blast um i hope you've been enjoying it we're up to episode 8 so we'll drop that in uh, and then after the other side of that and the break we'll go to an interview. We're doing our main segment, which is Conchus Idols, um, and that includes. And again, I did not look up the the phase of the moon. It's one of the quarters. I think it's the um, let's call it the oh gosh. I think it's the last quarter, or well, it could be the first. Anyway, shame on you, Ray. <laughs> anyway, we have Conchus Idols, and I get to chat to uh, a returning guest, Brian Warshaw.
1: What is it good for? I absolutely
2: Host of Comics Now and action figure aficionado, he'll be joining me and we'll be talking and going through the Mezco 1-12 white edition of the Moon Knight figure. Now, previously we did the Crescent edition, which was the black and white, almost Declan Shelby-esque um, interpretation of Moon Knight uh, which was a limited edition, I believe, from the San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, this time around, we'll be looking at the more st- the standard issue, uh, White Knight version, and, um, and Brian and I will go through our... Um, I really like the the kind of review aspects of the action figures we did last time. So we'll be doing that again, uh, as well as comparing it with the Crescent Edition. So a lot of fun. Also, incidentally, Brian has posted up, he's got a YouTube channel where he does do his toy reviews, and uh, he's already conducted one on the two Moon Knight figures. So um, check it out, and I'll, I'll chuck it in the show notes. But um, that is a rounding off this episode. So a big one, as always... Um, You know, and also you got a bit of the Ray Ramble at the beginning. (laughs) Uh, Shout out to Looney Tunes for for trademarking that. Uh, Okay, so let's get into news. Now, first off, uh, we have obviously the huge news. We we got a lot of response from this, uh, from the April solicitations from Marvel. Uh, It was in the Newsrama website. Uh, Moon Knight will appear in the Avengers issue thirty-three. It's going to kick off the the massive Age of Conchu event. Uh, it's going to be, you know, tied to also the serpent um, the serpent war mini because we know now that Moon Knight has been given a massive upgrade, kind of like a a deity. Now, really, He's on par with Conchu War. He's been given a sliver of Conchu's power, so he's he's a lot more than just a street level hero. So, hugely exciting for me, I, I think. And this is a very different direction for Moon Knight. Um, he's going to, I mean, his powers are ambiguous as well. We know in the old um, um, Zelens run um, of Fist of Conchu, he, his power or strength uh, waxed and waned with the phase of the moon. Now, it seems from Serpent War, there's a lot more to it. he uh, seems like he can, he can conjure up some sort of energy crescent blades and stuff. I mean, that's what he used to defeat the worm. Uh, and also, he makes mention towards the end of issue 4 that he can see or sense dead people as well. So, um, a bit tricky, we don't know. But he's going to play a big part in the Avengers, uh, and apparently going to take them all down. So, yes... Can't wait to see that. Uh, so that's big news. Moon Knight is back with a vengeance baby in comics. Uh, also, the uh, there was a writer announced for the Disney Plus Moon Knight TV show. Um, so we know the showrunner is Jeremy Slater. Um, they've announced one of the writers, or, or the writer himself, Bo DeMayo. He uh, mentioned that he's excited to announce that he's going to be part... Part of the Disney family, working on Moon Knight. Uh, let me just pull up the article here, um, and and he's also he's a one of the writers from The Witcher, which apparently has been getting, um, I think, some mixed reviews from the first two episodes, but episode three onwards with, um, and that's where Bo DeMeo comes in. Apparently, it gets really good. So uh, interesting. I haven't watched Witcher yet, but I'm I'm keen to. Uh, and anyway, um, it also says he's been working in the industry for about a decade and has contributed to writing on series such as The Vampire Diaries and, of course, as Witcher, as I mentioned. So so quite interesting. Well, um, I've got no... I guess I've got no opinion of him. I, I'm, I haven't watched The Vampire Diaries, nor have I watched Witcher yet. But um, it's always exciting to get news on the TV show so hopefully we'll get some news on casting and such, um, not la- not that long down the um, down the track. Um, keep our eyes peeled for that. And finally, one of the big news, uh, a big shout out to Near Mint Condition, the YouTube channel. Uh, Omar does a fantastic job there. He um, is very thorough with the omnibuses, omnibuy, omniboo, as he calls it. And anyway, the last quarter of this year, twenty twenty, it was announced amongst fourteen others. Um, that Moon Knight will get an omnibus. So this is very exciting news for those that do love collecting uh, collections and hardcovers and trade paperbacks. Um, as to what series this will encapsulate, no details have been released. Um, I guess the safe bet would be... Um, I guess the safe bet would be the Mensch run. Uh, which, as great as it is, it's a, a little bit of a shame because that kind of double, doubles up with the um, the epic collection. But it could be that, or it could be Fist of Conchu onwards and, and a compilation of all the minis like that, Resurrection War, High Strangers. Um, I would love to see it a, a, as a Mark Spectre Moon Knight. I don't think you can fit 60 issues in an omnibus unless it, unless it is a big mother of an omnibus. Um, but uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see Maybe in the coming months or so We'll get more information there So um, it's a very exciting um, Those three bits of news Moonlight in comics uh, A bit more news on the TV show And in omnibus form um, So let me just do a quick um, I'm recording this a little early on um, In the week So I, I just want to make sure I don't miss out on any big news um, let me just do a quick search here. Uh, I might have to just put you guys um, not on hold, but with a little bit of elevator music just to keep things kind of snazzy. So uh, there's a bit of music for you. Now let me just have a little look, see here. The news. Uh, okay. Um, there seems to be just from the time of recording just more speculation about Moon Knight being the the next Avengers villain um, so the likes of IGN, Screen Rant and ComicBook.com tease this age of Conchu story, nothing much else has been really disclosed about Moon Knight uh, other than I'm searching again, just again, rumours of Pedro Pascal, which um I think we mentioned before for some of you that are, that don't know he's a Mandalorian um, whether or not he's going to be tired to play Moon Knight or not um, look, I'm going to stay away from that sort of fan casting but um, I'll leave it with those three bits of juicy news for you how about that okay, also moving on to our spectacle now I did mention at the top of the show I'd like to give a shout out to a, a new loony actually she popped up not that long ago, so a big welcome to Dakota Alexander. She's an artist and now an honoured loony, and uh, and she posted some stuff up on our on our group, Into the Night Facebook group. Um, fantastic artwork. One of the the shining lights was she did this kind of Japanese inspired, um, like etching. I'm sure she didn't do an etching herself, but it looked like one of those kind of Japanese. Um, etched artworks, I, I guess. It had Moon Knight, and it had an, a, a werewolf there, Jack Russell or, or someone similar. Um, very cool stuff. And uh, so I just want to give her a shout-out. She actually um, sells her art online, so a lot of the loonies were, were pretty keen with her work, um, wanting to buy prints and such. Um, and I think nominally she was saying um, like an A3 size bit of art is is about $30 I'm assuming that is US um, I'm not sure Dakota where you're from I'm assuming, I'm assuming you're from the US anyway her Instagram is uh, her handle is at wrongdak so w-r-o-n-g-d-a-k uh, she's also got a Facebook page um, titled drums of the serpent uh, she has an art station which is her portfolio and that's again called wrongdak Dak. And uh, she has an Etsy website. I'm not too familiar with Etsy, but I'm assuming that's where all visual artists kind of... Um, yeah, is a repository of, uh, of visual artists and, and what they can sell. Anyway, again, that's under the title Drums of the Serpent. I'll, I'll put all of these in the show notes, Loonies. Um, I recommend you have a look. Um, she is a fantastic artist. And, uh, yeah, it's um it's great. I'm thinking also as well of maybe down the line... Um, if I can raise enough coin to purchase one of Dakota's artworks, and we might do a giveaway or something like that. Um, very, uh, very keen to spread the word. Very keen to support artists, um, and very keen to support loonies as well. So, yeah, big shout out there. Um, check out Dakota's stuff. All right, loonies. Well, I think. It is now time for episode 8 of The Hunt for Conscious Golden Scepter. Now, for those that have been following, um, so we release these episodes about once a month. Um, Unfortunately, I think by the time this episode comes out, running a little behind, it it will be February. I really did hope I could um, pump it out by the end of January. Um, I went through a few revisions. Um, I, I just, you know really wanted to, to do justice to um, these actors that are uh, on there. So anyway, uh, we're going to go out to um, to this episode 8. It's titled, I've titled it, The Rise of Set. So those that have been following, they know that the loonies have been chasing these relics, looking for the golden scepter. Um, a, you know, a couple of relics have surfaced. Um, Noel, one of the loonies, kind of knows what's happened to all the other ones. Um, always got a lead to it Tommy's kind of looking for one as well but in this episode we get to see the the other side we get to see I guess the villains so this is a very villain centric episode I hope you enjoy it Uh, a big shout out as well to three fantastic voice actors and fantastic loonies I want to give some due credit here so um, first off Anthony Sitko podcasting host of capes on the couch but also a man of many voices Uh, he does great work here um also oh i i think a big shout out here to the diabolical adam ryan daniels again some of you may recognize him he's done some voice work for uh, i think the previous episode episode seven um, so he features here. Uh, he's also the host of "I Am Your Target Demographic," a fellow collective show. And finally, a newbie Looney. A big shout out to Matt Lappy, the unlucky Matt Lappy. Uh, he plays another character um, you'll hear very shortly, and he's one of the loonies that put his hand up. I, I shot it out there, asking anyone that wants to be part of the serial. Um, and Matt showed a lot of interest. And I'm glad he did because he did, Matt, you did a fantastic job. I hope all three of you, um, you know, uh, I hope I've done justice to to your magnificent efforts in this. Um, So without any further ado, loonies, here it is. um, Episode 8, The Rise of Set from The Hunt for Conchu's Golden Scepter.
1: See you, Peter. Have a good night. You, uh, you working back tonight? See you, Tony. No, I'm just finishing up here. Not much more. And then I'm done. Oh, a few of us are heading down to the Jolly Frog, if you're keen. Couple of drinks. No thanks. I'm just gonna go straight home, I think. You know, have a quiet one. Suit yourself, you hearty animal. See you tomorrow. Yeah, right. Of course. See you. Yes? Of course. Right, meet you there. Make sure you aren't followed. Set be praised. Leader, thank you for your time. I am the head of the Serpents of Chaos here in New York. It's an honor to speak with you. Silence seize your and Give me what you know. Forgive me, Leader. The search for the relics goes well. We've retrieved the Orb of Horus from the embassy, though we ran into some trouble there. Spare me your useless stories. What matters is that we have the orb. What else? I've been in contact with Arsalan Basca Verde. The cell did not yield any results yet, but as you have advised, we know that Maat's blade is there somewhere. It should not be too long before we finally retrieve the relic. Ah yes, Maat's blade, second only to Conscious Golden Scepter. It is the very thing we need to summon Apep, the true serpent of chaos. Kuri, you will get this for me. No exceptions. That blade will be mine. Yes, fearless leader. Now be gone, out of my sight. I'm awaiting more... Important. Oh. What is it, Almighty One? Yes, the, uh, the Master yearns. Master? I thought you were... What? That green light... Glowing above us. What is that thing, O leader? You should have left when I told you to. Ah, leader. Why? Your work here is done, and I shall reward you with a quick death. But you have made the mistake of setting eyes upon Set, god of chaos, and only I have that privilege. Set, be praised. I hunger. Master, I heed your call. Forgive me for bringing that lowly speck of insect here. We shall be disturbed no more. It's not long now before we have all the relics which will allow us to summon your generals. Then, by ultimately destroying those relics, we can resurrect you into our world. Good. Chaos will reign on Earth. Let it be so. But please do not forget our agreement, O Master. I open the door for you into our world, and you give me power. Let me be your avatar. Yes. Power will be yours. First, the relics. Of course, of course, the Serpents of Chaos will retrieve them soon, as, as will our other faction, the Cool Nun Clan. I will contact their leader. One of the other relic's Thoth's Ankh, is within their grasp. Once we have it, we shall be able to summon Anat, the goddess of war. Good. No excuses. If you fail me, your only gift will be eternal torment. This is your leader, founder of the Serpents of Chaos, an ally to your Cool nun clan. How goes your retrieval of Thoth's relic?
2: Hello, leader. This is Connor of the Cool nun clan. We should have Thoth's unk for you very soon. Yes, that was, that was episode eight. The rise of Set, and a little surprise there at the end. Um, it was uncredited, but I wanted to keep it under wraps. For those of you that don't recognise it, that was Connor, my co-host from Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast, revealing himself to be the leader of the Cool Nun Clan. So. <gasps> What could that possibly mean? Utterly fantastic voice work there. Um, I've been continually floored by the talent of these people, um, giving up their time and efforts to to be part of the serial. So fantastic work, guys! Um, so happy, and uh, and I might find a way to bring Matt to uh, to bring Matt um, Matt back somehow. But. Um, Great stuff. Now, okay, we're going to go to a, a short break, um, and on the other side of the break, um, I will be joined by Brian Warshaw,
1: what is it oh, oh,
2: and we will be looking at Conchu's Idols. We'll be looking at that Mezco One to Twelve White Knight Edition of Moon Knight. So, um,
1: catch you then. Hello, I'm Anthony. And I'm Dr. Issues. And we're hosts of Capes on the Couch, the podcast where comics get counseling. Superheroes don't always get to go home happy. That's where we come in. We offer psychiatric and mental health analysis of comic book characters. So check us out at capesonthecouch.live and across all social media platforms at Capes on the Couch. Hey there, everyone. I'd like to tell you about the YouTube channel I Am Your Target Demographic. If you're a fan of comics, we have plenty that you'll enjoy over there, including a series called Heroes Like Us that explores comic characters of all sorts of different identities. And we even have a series that defines words that are used in nerd culture that you may not know what they mean. So you can check us out by heading to YouTube and searching I Am Your Target Demographic or look up IAYTD on any social media outlet.
2: Welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. This is your High Priest of Conshu Ray, and I am with a very special guest. He's been on here before, episode 116. I did my homework, Brian. It's uh, <laughs> it's Brian Warshaw uh, from Comics Now. Brian, welcome. Welcome back to the show.
0: Thank you. It's good to be back, and uh, it's good to be talking about uh, something very 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 geeky again uh, probably even more <laughs> geeky than comic books that is uh, being an adult who still buys toys hey,
2: there's nothing wrong with that i'm loving it as well i'm rediscovering the joys of it myself <laughs> um so listeners uh welcome back after the break this is our Conchu's idol segment where we look at um action figures or statues all related with moon knight and um and we're so privileged to have Brian back with us. Previously, as I mentioned, Brian came onto the show, and he did. I'm going to put this up for the benefit of our Patreon members who can see the video. Uh, we did the San Diego Comic Con Crescent Edition uh, review of of the Moon Knight Mezco one to twelve. So that was a lot of fun with Brian very thorough. We got a lot of really good feedback from that, a lot of keen loonies um, to learn more and uh, and actually, a few of them keen now for us to look at the the is it the white Knight version or just the white version
0: I think they don't even attach a special version name to it mm-hmm. um, they They just gave the name to the crescent one to distinguish it, and right. obviously you know with with the order of things coming out. It's a little awkward since the Crescent came out first, but I yeah. think this is simply Moon Knight.
2: Okay, excellent. Well, you can't go wrong there. I guess there's no mistaking, you know, what's on the package, what's on the tin. Um, so we'll be looking at that, uh, and we'll be going through a similar review process that we did with the last one. The only other difference, Brian, I reckon, is that um, you have actually reviewed it on, on your YouTube channel. It would be good to actually just compare Uh, you know any any slight differences or any pros and cons between the two um
0: sure yeah yeah and and, i mean certainly we can we can cover general quality and and go through those categories as well in case Mm -hmm. you've got a new listener who didn't listen to episode 116 and uh Mm -hmm. you know might want to know a little something about the figure in general we can we can certainly do that if you like as well
2: Okay, fantastic, fantastic. Um, and now, before we kick off into that as well, Brian, again, um, can you let any loonies that weren't um, familiar with your previous appearance, um, you know what what you do? You, you're in the uh, the Comics Now podcast, uh, that's running, you know, all cylinders firing on that, and uh, and you uh, you do action figure reviews as well on YouTube.
0: Sure. Yeah, so uh, I got my start in in sort of doing these nerdy things on the web uh, at a site called Batman News, and uh, I was writing comic reviews over there, and uh, one of the other writers and I, uh, Jay Yaws, we started Comics Now uh, early in 2018. The idea was to start a podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, we started a website almost immediately as well. And our website uh, climbed pretty quickly by the... By uh, the summer of last year, we had almost hit ten thousand unique monthly visitors, and uh, th- those numbers have those numbers have ebbed a little bit uh, in the months since. But we're still averaging uh, probably around four thousand unique visitors a month, which is just sure. we were extremely happy, uh, and uh, the podcast is going strong. We let's see, I just recorded with a guest host last night. I think episode mm-hmm. eighty nine. Nice, and uh, we're we're actually talking about the uh, the next Batman film. I know I keep saying that bad word. Uh, Sorry, <laughs> folks, uh, but uh, production started on that uh, this this week, so it seemed apropos to to be speaking about that. But yeah, that's that's what it. Uh, that that's that's me during the day. Uh, I work what I think is an exciting job, but most people mm-hmm. would think is a pretty boring job, uh, doing uh, computer programming for a large financial institution. Ah, nice, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah know, everybody has to have their alter ego.
2: Yeah, that, that's right, that's right. And look, don't worry about um, saying that word. Uh, I did, I did bleep you out a whole heap in, in episode one sixteen. Like, I think we can let it slide this episode, um, and certainly because of the movie coming out uh, yeah good timing um it should be quite an interesting thing uh the full cast has been revealed right i, I saw that earlier today so a, a couple of interesting stars in there
0: oh uh, absolutely yeah and uh it, i mean i obviously they could still have some surprises in store about mm. particular roles in the film but yes uh, uh all of the stars that we had seen leaked information about they've confirmed them and, and who they're playing and okay. i would say uh uh, it it looks to be pretty interesting so
2: yeah it should be great it should be great um, and you know just to counter that let's not forget the disney plus moon night tv show coming out so, i
0: i am absolutely thrilled about that mm, uh, i yeah. i cannot wait
2: oh it should be great it should, we should be getting casting news soon um not that long ago. Well, actually, this episode, this episode, uh, is a little late in the news. But um, at the top of the episode, I mentioned about uh, the writer, uh, Bo DeMayo from The Witcher, has been announced um, as one of the writers for Moon Knight. So that should be interesting. You've watched? Have you watched The Witcher at all? Um,
0: I I have not. Uh, no. I actually. Uh just put our Netflix account on hold because we hadn't used it in yeah. probably about a, a month or two. Yeah. Uh, the ol- I was the only one that was using it for a little while uh, for Lost in Space. And then a friend put me onto the expanse on Amazon and I ah. haven't watched Lost in Space in a while. So uh-huh. we, we decided we, we weren't going to pay Netflix for nothing for the moment. So Absolutely. maybe we'll come back to
2: it. <laughs> oh, no, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And there's so much choices out there. There's no reason to to have them all when you're not utilizing all of them. But um yeah. anyway loonies we are going up uh we're going to to get cracking with this conscious idols now uh I'm going to give a bit of a a product description here Brian which I I gleaned off the the website now um we had a bit of a laugh with the last product description well, we had a bit of a chuckle about how they described Moon Knight. I'm not sure if you will remember, Brian.
0: Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> talking about how his powers of invisibility and super speed. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, I haven't read this. I've just copied and pasted it. So let's see what they have here. And um, on Mezco, they say, The 1-12 to 12 collective Moon Knight is presented in a fitted suit with 3D crescent insignia and removable hoods. The mystically enhanced Vigilante... Comes complete with two head portraits and a range of combat weapons, including a crescent blade staff, nunchucks, and a grappling hook baton. During a mission in Sudan, Mark Specter was left to die in the desert by the hands of a bloodthirsty terrorist. Discovered by locals, Specter was brought to a tomb and placed at the foot of a statue of the moon god Khonsu. After being pronounced dead, Specter arose suddenly, claiming Khonsu had restored him to life, donning a cloak. Cloak taken from Konchu's statue, Spectre became Moon Knight, delivering vengeance in Konchu's name. Uh, a little bit more straightforward there, Brian. I think a little bit safer.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the only one detail that I was I was going to scratch my head about. It's been a couple of months since I last. Uh, Took a, a read through Moon Knight number one, but was it locals who left him at the at the, the foot of the, the statue of Kanchu or was it Marlene? I can't remember now.
2: Oh, that is a good question, Brian. I'm scratching my head too. I thought it was locals.
0: Yeah, maybe it was. Maybe it was. What
2: did I say? Um, and. Yeah. I mean,
0: Mesco could make the argument that if it was Marlene, she and her father were locals at the time that Bushman came to the <laughs> came to their <laughs> town. But uh, but that's neither here nor there. A a small uh, a small oh, detail. A small detail, but yeah.
2: Overall, a pretty uh, generic, um, play it safe kind of description. So uh, yes. that pretty much yeah pretty much rounds it out. Um, now, also again on the website, it mentions the figure features. Um, I'll just go through this briefly, but we will go kind of in, in detail through segments. The uh, 1 to 12 collective body with over 32 points of articulation, um, two head portraits, as mentioned, hand-painted authentic detailing, approximately 17 centimetres tall, which is about, what, six inches, isn't it, Brian? Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, 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 that's six... the 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 whole 1-12 line. The idea is that it's, uh, you know, one scale. scale, yep. 12 times roughly six feet, is uh is uh well I, i'm not going to do the math right now it's early in the morning here but but it comes out it comes out to comes out to about a, a six inch figure yeah
2: yeah excellent um and eight interchangeable hands including one pair of fists left and right one pair of posing hands left and right one pair of grabbing hands left and right and one pair of throwing blade hands left and right brian i i am um, i'm a a little disappointed that I didn't have one pair of jazz hands, you know that
0: would have been pretty cool <laughs> yeah, you know uh, you can only fit so much in the box <laughs> that's true uh, so that's true. Uh, um, i and and i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna sort of reiterate a gripe I had when we talked about the last one. maybe a gripe is a strong word because it, mm. it's not really it, it doesn't diminish my enthusiasm too much but uh mm. i I still wish that there were some loose crescent darts in here.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Instead of the ones stuck to the hands. Ah, that's a that's a great point. Um, so anyway, loony listeners, again our review will be based upon the method uh, used off the mwctoys.com. So I'm just going to run it through pa- packaging, sculpting, paint, articulation, accessories, outfit, fun factor, value, things to watch out for and overall and that will be capped off with Brian's Moon Rating. And Brian, I'll give you the choice again of the Vanilla Rating or Conishu's Rating System. Don't worry, we'll get there when we, when we get there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rob, right, Brian, um, are you ready?
0: I am ready. Let's do this.
2: Let's do that. Okay, so packaging. So how, I actually haven't seen the packaging for this. How does this um, hold up?
0: Well, if I was a smart person, knowing that we're on video, I would have had the package right next to me, and I could <laughs> I could hold that up to the camera. But uh, that's not where we are. So, uh, so the the packaging for this one is substantially larger than uh-huh. the package that you just showed up to the camera for the Crescent Edition. Mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting because in terms of contents, uh, other than the 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 different color of accessories and Moon Knight himself the content is exactly the same. You've mm-hmm. got everything uh, in the in the package that you had in the package for the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just a much more spacious package on the inside. And uh, I'm not sure if folks remember when we talked about uh, the Crescent edition, but mine had a little bit of a, a blemish oh, on yes. his right foot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I think that blemish came from the, uh, the grappling hook getting loose in the package okay uh, for my Crescent edition which it, it had um, and uh, you know everything when I opened the package for this one was completely secure uh, not Fantastic. even loose a little bit so I, I obviously you, you don't know how a, a smaller package could somehow make it easier for something to get out you would think the opposite but uh, whatever the case this box is larger. Um, I I do at least on the outside of the box prefer the crescent edition mm-hmm. only because uh, if you if you show them the back of yours mm-hmm. yeah you've got that you've got that wonderful artwork there mm-hmm. and the back of the standard edition it it just shows oh no what's in the what's in the box it really uh, you know accessories the figure which this is. It, this is not uncommon with their stuff. Okay. Uh, even the the dark I have the dark side one, the polystone dark side figure mm-hmm. and uh, even the back of, of his package and his package is this wonderful tin that uh, I'll never throw away.
2: Fantastic. Um,
0: but even the bottom of the tin shows the just the kind of standard figure standing there with all the accessories next to it. so right it's it's what okay. they do. They just just have the artwork on the the special edition. Well, uh,
2: I guess that's that's good. I mean, that is good. It makes that special limited edition all that more uh, different from, from the rest. So I guess we can't complain about, you know, the, the back of this standard issue. Uh, it's consistent with everything else. Yep, yep, yep. And and you mentioned so you didn't know for any apparent reason why the box is bigger. It's just it just is. I mean, the everything's the same, right? Um, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah there, okay.
0: there there is. I I had wondered if maybe they would have done the cape a little bit differently on this mm-hmm. one because in the intervening months, uh, the one twelve magneto that I had ordered arrived. Actually, that oh. was just a couple weeks ago, nice. and the magneto actually has. Um, uh, wire in the edge of his cape, and then a few smaller bits of wire uh, in the uh, the part of the cape around his collar, so that you can pose it like that. Uh, Moon Knight, both the Crescent Edition and this one, and then the Batman figures that I have, they come with these really hideous posing wires. Nice. Uh, yeah. You you basically the idea is that you you hook these posing wires into the uh, extended display arm that gets the figure up off of the off of the base mm-hmm. and then the other ends of the, the posing arms clip onto the edge of the Cape. But, uh, yeah. I absolutely hate those things <laughs> and I much prefer the way that they, that they've done uh, the Magneto figure, but no, the, the Cape on this one is identical to the one oh, on identical. the Crescent edition. And it came up those clips as well. So everything okay. inside, but for color yes. is, is identical. So, okay. um, okay. We'll yeah. Get to- I, I'm, not really sure why the bigger package
2: okay okay we'll get to i have a question but i'm going to leave that for one of the um the other uh, little pointers that we have uh sculpting then so again look brian from all intents and purposes it sounds like there's very much a uh, similarity with the crescent edition apart but apart uh, <laughs> apart from the color uh so but sculpting wise no extra details
0: other than, and we'll we'll talk about some of the other non-color differences when we talk about. Uh, I think there's is there a category there for the outfit, or we want to talk about that here as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, outfit. There's there's one for outfit. Yep.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the 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 sculpting of molded plastic pieces uh, is identical. There might be one tiny difference. So on uh, on Mark's boots, there are these uh, great little details uh it's on the crescent edition as well where it looks like uh knife marks where somebody had uh or some kind of blade mark where okay. where he had maybe you know blocked a sword with his shin guard or something like that yeah. and yeah. um and i i feel like when i was looking at the two up close there might have been one tiny spot where there was uh you know a a, a blade mark that was was okay. different on the two of them but i feel like that had to have been an accident, mm. and maybe it was even maybe it was even a matter of the paint on one version accentuating that that little mark on the on the plastic a little bit better than the paint yeah. on the other edition because I mean these are it's not like somebody's sculpting these by hand they yeah exactly they're, yeah, yeah, they're going through a manufacturing process, so
2: yeah and as you mentioned uh in previous, the previous. Review and for loonies that don't know about Mezco, the figures, um, there's a fabric covering to them anyway. Like the the costumes themselves, um, are a fabric, right? So it, it's not like nope. the the sculpting is the actual arms and you know as you'd get in a a more traditional like say Marvel Legends figure. Um, so uh, I guess it it is a bit hard to discern between the two, but um, unless there are glaring problems or or, or the um, the absolutely plastic components of the pieces, um, are very different Then you would probably pick that up. But, um, it sounds like it's all the same. Uh, well, let's go to paint then Brian paints the next one. And I, this is where the big difference is.
0: Uh, correct. Mm-hmm. Paint and outfit. Cause both of them, mm-hmm. you know, you've got the few exposed, uh, plastic pieces like the, uh, boots you know, gloves and the, the head. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I guess the, the, uh, hood as well the the paint is fantastic i mean it's obviously whether you prefer the uh, crescent style the more marvel now declan Shalvy style mm-hmm. or whether you prefer the the all white is a matter of preference but i prefer the all white and so okay. uh i'm i'm very happy that this one finally arrived. And I, I do like the other one as well. But this is the one that I was waiting for. This is the one that got me excited on the train back from Toy Fair uh, last February. Cool. And uh, so, yeah. And, and yeah. certainly the paint application, the yes. quality here, just like on the Crescent Edition, is is just the highest quality.
2: Yeah. I think a lot of the appeal, maybe, Brian, and correct me if I'm wrong, is, um, is that with the white paint anyway what you do see and what tends to come out is the texture. Like I've seen close-ups of the of the face, right, of, of Moon Knight's face on it. So with the white, it's a lot more apparent, and, and maybe that adds a bit more depth to it. I'm not too sure. Um, but also, my second point to this as well, Brian, with the white paint, could you argue that it's a lot easier, like it, 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 the application was a lot easier, or, or, or do you think there's the same level of... Of like care needed because it's all white, right? <laughs> I don't know. I'm <laughs>
0: very lame. I mean, and, yeah. Con- considering that the underlying plastic is, I mean, I don't know what plastic is when when you don't color it, but I think it's probably more of a grayish color of some yeah. kind. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you've you've still got you've still got to apply the paint uh, sufficiently so that um you're not yeah. seeing the underlying color, and then you know it. It's not. Um, it's not necessarily perfect white. You know, there's there's little bits of detail, okay. like if you look at the boots and and stuff like that, where it. Um, I don't know. It, it's not a bland white. It's yeah. it's there's a little bit more to it than that, and there, there's certainly. You know, if you look at the hood and mm-hmm. you look at the boots and the gloves, those pieces are uh, intricately molded enough mm-hmm. that. Um, there's more than just the color that you're putting on to consider. Yeah. You've got to make sure that the paint is applied evenly, even in yeah. the tiny crevices on the boots and the gloves. And mm-hmm. um, you know, a, a lesser manufacturer that might look a lot more globby and and messy, but it's uh, it's just a very um, very clean application. And I, I think I read on the site that the um, a, a lot of the the more intricate details are hand painted. Mm, okay. So okay. that might be part of the you know, increased expense of a Mezco figure as well.
2: Yeah. Uh, and this might bleed into the next point of articulation, but I remember last time, Brian, you were telling me about that the paint application of, um, say, the other head of Moon Knight, where you do see the skin, and it has that... Uh, I think you put it similar to... It's, it's kind of almost like a, a lifelike thing in that it glows. You know how real skin at a certain angle... Will kind of glow um, around the edges. Um, I think. Yeah, gonna...
0: yeah. the the uh, the The big technical term I, I dropped was subsurface scattering. Oh, and, yeah, uh, that's great. <laughs> you know, it's the the, the the material isn't actually translucent, but the, they've painted it such that um, I don't know. It just it may, maybe there's not subsurface scattering, but but it but it just feels like a more real face i mean it, mm. it's obviously still a figure you're holding but yeah. uh just well, the pretty, way that the skin looks yeah you know.
2: it'd be pretty scary if it was a real face there Brian, <laughs> I'd be asking questions
0: <laughs> um, right right yeah
2: <laughs> but um yeah no okay so uh, i mean again so the other head to to this uh, white version standard issue has all the same traits um i didn't really get to inspect it as much has it got has it got a beat up mark mark specter face in there as well
0: it is the same beat up Mark oh, it is the same. Face. Okay, right. There is a slight difference in paint application on this one, and I don't know if it is deliberate or if it's just a variance in the way that the paint is applied. Mm-hmm. The bruise, uh, the bruise around Mark's left eye, is uh, actually noticeably larger oh. on uh, the standard edition that I have. I'd be interested to hear from uh, fellow loonies out there who have both figures mm-hmm. yeah you know, what is is there just some natural variance especially if it's hand painted yep. you you might expect something like that or did they just decide between production on these on these two uh, different versions of the figure that they wanted to give mark a, a bit more of a beating for the standard <laughs> edition
2: um, that's actually quite appealing though in the fact that as you mentioned hand painted people could potentially have like just they have a unique a unique uh, you know copy of it i mean the mere fact that you'd be getting slight differences in these details uh, would make it quite um, i don't know just seem extra, well, and extra, per- extra special
0: yeah P- particularly with when it's this kind of detail right because mm. i think people people would be justifiably upset if the costume was mm. you know in in inconsistently painted but having something like this on the the face where different people might have a slightly, you know, different, different, uh, face with the beat up Mark that actually could be something, uh, desirable. So yeah, mm. I, I agree. That's, that's, that's yeah, that's kind of neat.
2: Um, any other bits of articulation that you can pinpoint from this, uh, the white version?
0: So with you just talking about the articulation and movement of the figure, uh, oh, same of war- Yeah, same warnings as the ah, yes. as the other edition that because Mezco is using a fabric costume, mm. even though the underlying figure inside of that costume has a very generous range of articulation, um, you are limited to some degree by the fabric costume. You know, you can mm-hmm raise those arms all the way straight up but you're going to have to push to do it and don't blame me if you yeah. you know, bust a stitch in your costume yeah. while you <laughs> while you do it uh you know things like getting the legs to uh stay up and extended in a kick mm-hmm. or something like that is a little bit more more challenging because mm-hmm. you've you've always got the fabric trying to yeah, trying to uh, come back from that stretch and pull his leg back down, but you can still get him in in a lot of very interesting poses, yeah. uh, which you can obviously see on the on the Mesco site. But uh, um, yeah. yeah, so uh, very uh, very good articulation, but just beware <clears throat> of, of trying to stretch it too far.
2: Yeah, and, and that's across the board as well, isn't it? Because I remember reading the the little um, instruction pamphlet in the book as well of the the um, Crescent Edition that I have about uh, overextending. The limbs and and uh, have you ever kind of accidentally ripped a little bit of the fabric? Or
0: I haven't ripped a bit of the fabric, but on my crescent edition, when I was doing the comparison of these two, mm. I did notice on the the left side of the torso that there is a stitch that has been stressed a little Ooh. bit. It hasn't completely popped, but uh, okay. it uh, it's just a little bit widened. And, um, okay. I'm sure that was from when I was trying to get him into various positions for my, my original review of him, but yes, uh, yeah, just uh, something to be aware of.
2: Yeah. Um, let me guess it's when, it's when you've been posing him to, to beat up on Batman, right? I'm sure. <laughs> well, you know, that
0: didn't, that didn't take much effort for him. So I, I don't think, I don't think it was that. No. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, for, for folks who may not know what uh, Ray is referring to on uh, Batman day, I decided mm-hmm. to have a little fun uh, and I posted to the into the night uh, Facebook page a picture of my uh, crescent edition moon knight with uh, the head of one of my Mezco batman figures uh, <laughs> on the edge of his uh, his spiked staff so <laughs> and I think he's I think he said congratulations or something like that as well
2: so yeah no, you know we um we love all, all characters um, <laughs> anyway, um,
0: look, you know, a Batman's lot my favorite, so <laughs>
2: yeah, true. A lot of loonies love Batman as well, so I, you know, obviously, I've got to respect that. I'm just having a little fun. That's all. Um, oh yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, okay, accessories then. Uh, so again, Brian, I do believe just running off this list that it's very similar. Uh, there's one crescent blade, one staff, a pair of nunchucks, grappling hook, baton. Uh, then we have the one to twelve collective display logo uh display with the logo and the one to twelve collective adjustable display posts, which you know you you i guess as you mentioned you use in um aerial kind of poses of the character and such uh mm-hmm. first first question this is the one that I wanted to ask you uh you mentioned the slight disappointment in the display logo of the Crescent Edition being inverted from what we thought it would have been. It was a, is that right? It was a white, um, it was a black white moon. White background,
0: black moon, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep.
2: Uh, how does this one fare? Is it the same?
0: It It is proper.
2: Yes. Oh, good, <laughs> good. Oh, good.
0: I, think, I nice. think the inverted one on the Crescent was purely just to have it be different yep. for the Crescent.
2: Okay, okay, but it was a little misleading. That's from what I understood. It's you know because it's yeah, it's on the yep. box. Let, let me like it's on the box there, so you kind of tend to think right. Um,
0: right, 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 right. Yep. Yeah.
2: So I can understand your disappointment when you know when you did mention. Okay, great. Okay. Um, well, so big tick on the base, um, but everything else pretty much same. Uh, did they use the real chain as well for everything?
0: They did, and yep. I'll, I'll say this about the accessories: that they are identically formed to the accessories mm-hmm. in uh, in the Crescent Edition. But there's something about the paint that actually really makes me super happy about the accessories. And okay. and if you if you look at the accessories on the the Mesco website, you'll notice that the paint job that they chose for uh, for the standard edition uh, there's lots of silver elements on the accessories okay, and uh i don't know to me it just i don't know if they're doing this deliberately i would i would hope so but just seems like a nice nod to that original moon knight costume uh back in werewolf by night in the early days where his costume was actually silver Silver, his accessories were silver um so uh i think the the accessories here look look great
2: nice excellent um and let me just yeah everything else is pretty but still much. no crescent darts. I know that is disappointing, ah! isn't it? I, I've just <laughs> got to lean. I'm always just going to lean on my Marvel Legends figures with these little crescent darts, and you know hope I just don't lose one. But um, yeah, that's a well. Shame. And
0: then and then uh, I think I mentioned this when we talked about the Crescent Edition as well. That mm. you know on the uh, Batman uh, Sovereign Knight that I have, he came with ten little loose batarangs. And I was actually able to get the uh, uh, three of those Batarangs in between his fingers on one of the hands to kind of get that, uh, you know, classic Batman's got the Batarangs at the ready. Um, And two of the hands that come with Moon Knight have just completely unmovable fixed crescent darts between the fingers we could have done it we could have done it but but we can't
2: i know it's crazy he's forever holding those blades you know what if he wanted to you know have a muffin or something he can't because he's just his hands are full
0: well then he'll (laughs) just have to pop off one of those hands and (laughs) uh put in a grabby hand and then he can grab the
2: muffin (laughs) that's true i don't know why i chose muffin there brian it's uh (laughs) had one earlier today. That was probably why. Was probably I know. Nice. It's,
0: it's it's morning where I am. I should be thinking about the muffin. You, <laughs> exactly. You should be thinking about something, probably a drink, I guess, depending well, on what time it is. I have been slurp- slurping on uh, that sweet, sweet
2: nectar. So uh, Patreon uh, listeners and, and viewers can probably see that, and I apologize uh, if it does seem a little um, unprofessional. But hey, why not? <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, we get on to outfit now brian so you wanted to to mention a few things unless you've covered it already um again
0: I'll yeah just, so yeah oh go ahead sorry go ahead, go ahead.
2: oh no just i'm just going to run off this uh this list that they had a fitted suit with a 3d crest insignia uh there are two hoods removable uh wrist gauntlets duty belt and oh this sounds pretty sexy knee-high boots <laughs>
0: <laughs> well uh all, all of that stuff, including the knee-high boots, mm-hmm. uh, you have on the Crescent Edition. And so uh, the, the primary difference here is color. However, there are some uh, slight differences here in the way that the suit is composed versus the Crescent Edition beyond the color. Um, probably most noticeably, the chest piece. So if you look at the chest piece on the Crescent Edition... It's just that solid uh, white chest piece it really makes it 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 really makes the Marvel Now comparison mm-hmm. um, particularly strong because that's such a prominent part of that look is that you've got the black underlying suit and then a very prominent chest area in white uh, with the the moon logo on there mm-hmm. the if you look carefully at the chest on the um, uh, the standard edition and particularly if you have it in your hand and can feel it. The you really just have the suit there and the way the suit is composed is a combination of this underlying mesh like material and then these little patches of uh, a a denser solid fabric Mm -hmm. kind of decorate the entire suit. You see this on the legs and you can see this on the Crescent, the Crescent edition as well. You've Mm -hmm. got the underlying mesh suit with all of these um, almost vinyl like patches um all over it the the chest piece on the standard edition it's not really a single chest piece it's it's i think three so one larger and then two uh, at the edges of the the pectoral muscles of these these vinyl type patches mm-hmm. whereas it's more of a it seems like more of a solid extra chest piece on the uh, on the crescent edition mm-hmm. uh, and then th- yep Go ahead,
2: go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just about to say that, I mean, you, you're raising some really good points. And I think, again, similar to what we did in episode 116, I might post up a little album of photos um, for this standard edition so loonies can reference this as they listen. Um, just to sure. get to get an idea of those details that you're talking about, Brian.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely get you some pictures. I'd be happy to do that. Oh, uh, yeah.
2: Okay, cool, yeah. That'd be great. Yep.
0: And then the other, other differences on the suit um, – is if you look uh, where his uh, arms are joining the rest of the body uh, from the Mm -hmm. front of the figure, Mm -hmm. so right there by the, I guess that's by the shoulder joint, by the armpit, um, there are some slightly different patches, those little vinyl or whatever it is, patches on top of the, uh, the, the mesh. Um so very slight difference there definitely the sort of thing you are not going to notice <laughs> unless <laughs> un- unless you are somebody doing a comparison of the two <laughs> um and then obviously the way that everything is colored is different like we mentioned um but 99% of the suit if you hold the two up together uh you'll see the exact same composition but okay. for the color
2: okay okay um which we'll get to towards the end of the uh, this assessment Brian about just a just your take on um uh and it's probably what you've mentioned on your um your video comparison just between the two and what you prefer overall and yeah stuff like that so uh i guess the next one fun factor um very much similar i mean with the posability and the way all the moon, as you mentioned articulations all very much the same um any other marked differences or or points that you find that make this any more fun or less less fun than
0: i mean if you're if you're a if you prefer the white moon knight suit like i do i -hmm. think there's just some enhanced fun and in having the Picture in your head mm. more closely represented in the figure, so that's that's certainly nice. There's also I don't know. There's I, I get quite a bit of enjoyment in having both figures in the house now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just looking at my shelf and and having the two together. Uh, same way I felt when I got my second Mezco Batman mm-hmm. and had the two of them, and and in that case as well, it was two editions of the same figure. Yeah. So it's it's nice having something that uh, looks very much the same or similar yeah. with uh with kind of the variant take on it so yeah. i i have a lot of fun with these things
2: excellent um do you um like when you display them uh, do you play around with light and stuff i'm just wondering like with the white one does that make it more i don't know more fun because the light bounces off it differently or or how do you how do you display them um oh.
0: <laughs> I would like I would like to play around with light. Right now, I have all of my collectibles on uh, uh, spread across two bookcases, mm-hmm. and I do not have very good lighting uh, where I have them right now as well. A lot of times, I'll go into that room, and if I want to look at, at some of my stuff, I'll just turn on the light on my iPhone and shine it on what I want to look at. But, <laughs> but uh, the uh, you know the the light the light doesn't necessarily catch this. Uh, a whole lot differently. Okay. It's just that sure. uh, you, you're able to see him coming, yes. just a little bit better.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, I, you know, although there are a lot of similarities, and you know, there don't seem to be massive differences between the two. I'd be still keen to to complete the set, so to speak, and get get the other edition Moon Knight. So, um, it, it's still It's still very worthwhile. Um, which segues me into value brian um again again very much much of a muchness with the crescent edition you're looking at the same sort of value um, yeah,
0: ab- yeah absolutely uh and um i mean you you could argue and as you know very well that in terms of value the crescent edition probably has a bit more resale value right now because mm-hmm. it's more rare but um no i I've I've said since I started reviewing these MESCO figures that, um, uh, you know, eighty bucks or ninety bucks for some of the newer ones, or even more for uh, for the eighty nine Batman that I that I pre ordered. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that seems like a lot to people, mm-hmm. but I think if you were to compare what you're getting in the box and yeah. how the thing is made side by side, you can you can see that price start to add up yeah um it there's a clear difference a a large difference between this and a a marvel legends figure and and i love the marvel legends figures too i I don't have any complaints there but Mm -hmm. mezco is is clearly doing something different and it is something that is more costly to manufacture and to manufacture as well as they do i mean the the paint job on the face um Really illustrates this, but even just the quality of the paint job on on the rest of the pieces. Uh, yeah, try to find that someplace else. Yes, um,
2: yeah, I am um, having you know delved into the Crescent Edition box and, and action figure that I have as well. Looking at the packaging, reading the the uh, you know the summary inside. The way that's presented, and if we go all the way back to packaging, the the very first point, this is packaged and marketed as something very different from your Marvel Legends or your um, Marvel Select figures or your Toy Biz figures. This is something they actually stress. You know, this is not really for kids. Um, it's it's actually because of the amount of. De- I, I wouldn't actually give my two year old son to play <laughs> this to play with, you know you know what I mean? Not only because of the price, but because there is a um there is a craftsmanship to it that you don't that I don't know, that that is um less durable than say you know, the Marvel Hasbro's uh, legends mm-hmm. and stuff. And so I mean I'm happily I happily give Finn uh he he reach he starts reaching for it now on the shelf. I, I give him my multiple men and uh, actually, he hasn't touched Moon Knight yet. I don't, I don't let him touch the Moon Knight. <laughs> but uh, you know, he has he has fun with Hercules and Spider Woman. I've got you know I've got a few of them there, um, and I'm happy for him to play with it. But the, this, the way it's packaged and marketed it as well, it's something that's kind of on another level, and that's how I see it. Um, so uh, it's for those um, you know for those collectors that. kind of like serious into collecting the action figures if if i can say that um so yeah i mean would you agree it's
0: yeah as i as i joke with my children these are daddy's toys yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) yeah (laughs)
2: um but yeah to me that's exactly what you you see straight away off the bat um so uh, it it kind of the value is, is on the front cover right there um with things to okay so we mentioned a couple of things, things to watch out for obviously hyper extending um the fabric um anything else uh those uh, I forgot to ask how um how durable are the actual accessories like the the blade and and the the chain do you think they can easily be broken or
0: i, I mean i think if you're putting pressure against it you could it's it's plastic you can break yeah. it or bend it yeah but um that said I, I think they're really well made considering yep. uh the size and and everything like that. So mm-hmm. don't do anything foolish with them. Um <laughs> and I think they'll last you a, a good long while. Yeah. Um I was planning
2: but, on I was planning on arming myself with it just walking the streets, you know. I whip out the nunchucks if I need to. They might be a little small, but
0: <laughs> don't use don't use the grappling hook baton <laughs> okay. to scale the side of a building. And uh it should be okay. <laughs>
2: Damn, okay. Well, I'll I'll scrap that idea. Uh, I guess you're going
0: to cancel your order now, huh? (laughs) You were were in it for
2: the grappling Well, (laughs) no, my Saturday night's just a write-off now, so I was going to comb the streets. Uh, Okay. Well, okay. I mean, other than the usuals, and and again, loonies, if you do purchase um, these beautiful figures as well there is a nice as i said pamphlet inside they go through all the all the things just to be cautious of so um just just, you know don't try and bend them beyond what a human being can uh, can do um flexibility wise stuff like that
0: um well and 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 listen to the resistance as you're as you're trying to pose it yeah if you if you feel that you're trying to pose it and it's getting difficult to move a limb in a particular direction Yep. Uh the, the underlying figure is not stiff like some of the new figures you might get uh from you know Marvel Legends or you know Nika or something like that. Mm-hmm. So if you're feeling resistance don't fight the resistance because it's probably the fabric that's <laughs> yep. fighting against you. And if you keep on trying to fight it, you're gonna you're gonna rip the fabric. <laughs> that's so it, yeah, that's I, I have not done that thankfully, but uh, I I would I would hate for that to happen to anybody.
2: Oh, it would be. I mean, gosh, oh, it would be. That would be an actual nightmare because you can't really replace it, can you? I mean, you can't you can't take the fabric off, can you? And and put another like they don't sell um you know costumes i would be
0: i i would be afraid that i would tear the costume trying to get it off and and so and so yeah i think if it was if it was already torn and you were trying to get it off Mm -hmm. you may you may as well just cut him out of it and let him be a (laughs) bland plastic figure underneath (laughs) exactly
2: (laughs) um Right well we've come to the end of the assessment overall I guess this would be the time to ask you Brian as well overall your thoughts on this figure but I also want to just get your take on um, side by side with the Crescent edition Um, what are your thoughts uh, preferences over one or the other or just you know um, admiration for having both of them.
0: Uh, I do love having both of them, but the mm. the as I've kind of hinted at or, or mm-hmm. openly said throughout this, that uh, I prefer Moon Knight in an all white costume, and so yeah. uh, this one's the clear winner for me. Mm. And then just in in terms of you know my specific figures, my Crescent Edition had that blemish on the right foot, nice. my standard edition was pristine out of the box, so mm. um, it's uh, it's the clear winner for me. But it's they're both of the exact same high level of quality. So mm. um, you, you cannot go wrong with either one.
2: Yeah. And something I forgot to ask you as well from one of the points of value, Brian, because you mentioned also in the last episode um, and just with you buying the standard edition one, uh, the prices of the Mezco one to 12 are slightly increasing now than they have before, right? Um, they're, they're getting up, you know whether it's just natural inflation or whether they've just decided to raise the prices of them all. Has that affected you at all? In you know, has it deterred you a little, or, or how do you, how do you find this? Is it? I mean, value wise, um, I mean, obviously, you obviously still get them, but um, I don't know. Just do you find it slightly a, a bit
0: um, unfair? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I I would say. Um folks probably need to keep an open mind in terms of judgment. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't hold it against anybody who says the price is getting higher than I'm comfortable paying. I, I can understand that. But um, I, I suspect that most of this or all of this is manufactured in China. Mm-hmm. And the cost of um, – not so much maybe the cost of the manufacturing – but even just the cost of shipping things out of China uh, has been very volatile in the mm. the past uh, past year or two, and um, I uh, I've ordered a few things from the statue company Tweeterhead, and okay. the uh, the owner of of that company he does DC statues um, almost entirely, and the the owner of that company has been pretty open about some of the challenges in the timing of shipping mm-hmm. and and things not arriving as quickly as they intended or things getting stuck in uh, the United States uh, customs department, just uh, checking in shipments and things like that. And then I I do know that uh, just with um, trade embargoes and things like that and, and uh, higher tariffs, not embargoes, but higher tariffs uh, between the United States and, uh, and China Mm -hmm. that uh, some of the, some of the cost of, of bringing goods here from China, yeah. Uh, that shipping cost has has gone up. So, uh, I would I would say, I would believe that expenses are rising in producing these. Okay. Um, so I'm not going to judge the company for the for the cost going up. From a customer experience perspective, it, you can certainly understand somebody being frustrated that you know they paid. I think I I told you that I paid. Uh, it was it was an eighty dollar figure for the Batman Sovereign Knight that I have. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the Moon Knight figure I believe was eighty five bucks yep. and it has fewer accessories. Yeah. But but it does have the real metal chain, so I don't know, it's it's a it's it's a trade off.
2: Bit of a yeah, a bit of a balancing act. Okay, okay, right. Oh, well, no, that's very good. Actually, let's cap it off as well, Brian. Um, I'll convert it to one of the rating systems. Um, So what would you give this? I've forgotten what you gave, the Crescent Edition, uh, unless you've remembered, so um, I can always check. But what would you give this
0: one? I I feel like I didn't give it the the top, top, top of the heap for the Crescent Edition Mm -hmm. because of the the blemish and because it's not my preferred Moon Knight costume. Yes. But... uh, uh, am a very bad uh, guest and don't have the the document up in front of me but no, that's right. whatever whatever the top rating is that's what oh. i'm going to give this one because because really? i love it <laughs> is it is it new moon new moon's the other or full, end or, or full moon full moon full, full moon there we go full moon.
2: you can also give it a blue moon brian which goes beyond 10 out of 10 but that's uh, that's very. Uh... Is is that what enables him to have his powers of invisibility? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Have, have you have you caught up with the, the the latest as well? Like he's he's gone crazy powerful now, right? It's, it's silly. It's well, I mean it's fun. I mean I can't wait. Um, but Serpent War. Have yeah. you been re- Reading that.
0: I I have I have not unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. I've, okay. Um, so- I. I'll probably catch up with it once the whole thing is is okay. done, which I think is is just about just about there, isn't it? So. Yeah, it's
2: about there, but it's kind of continuing a little bit. So, um, the news at at the top of this show was Avengers 33 in April will be getting the Age of Conchu, which is a massive, I saw that, yeah, yeah, massive yeah. event. I can't wait. Jason Aaron's got big plans, but Mooney's got a bit of a he's got a he's got like godlike powers. So that's um, it's going to be interesting to see. Um. But anyway, going back, I, I, I digress. Um what a ten out of ten. A full moon, hey? That's uh, yeah. that's awesome. Full moon.
0: Yeah, Dude. I'm I'm absolutely delighted with this. I think uh the fact that they that they made Moon Night at all um mm. was just amazing. <laughs> I mean it's it's what Mezco does. Um yeah, yeah. but uh when I was, like I said, on the train back from Toy Fair last year and was flipping through a booklet that we got in our uh press bags from the Mezco event. Uh, you know, there was no Moon Knight on display in the Mezco booth. Um, mm-hmm. He was just he was just hidden there in this little booklet, and yeah. uh, I uh, I was just absolutely thrilled and and the fact that we ended up getting two yeah. different variations on Moon Knight was amazing. That's crazy. Uh, really hoping there's a very obvious third variation mm-hmm. that they could make that uh, would still well, Mr. Knight. So Mr. Knight, yeah. uh, you know, the only the, only disappointment, I think I have on these two figures, uh, and it's a small disappointment. But mm-hmm. given the character, it would have been kind of neat. Um, would have been kind of cool if there was a uh, a swappable head that was the shape of the the Khonshu bird head oh, uh, that, that was... in the comics. Uh, even a even a a jake lockley head you know with the mustache sure. and actually the, the identities yeah it,
2: it, it writes itself yeah. doesn't it stephen grant yeah i think hold that thought for that bird skull because i think that would be perfect for the mr knight figure if they ever yeah been, uh, with a suit oh, yeah. you know i think that'd yep. be great but um i'm with you there uh jake lockley stephen grant mark specter you've got to have those heads there because uh that's right. kind of his big selling point isn't it um, yeah so there you go, loonies. I'm hoping you um, you have gleaned a lot from this. this is there's been a wonderful conversation, Brian. I know we had. Um, I, I came across one of the loonies here saying, "Look, I'm going to wait and listen to this show to see whether I pick up the the white uh, edition or pick not." It up. So, pick it up. So, <laughs> so the Looney out there. I'm I'm just reaching here. I think it was Looney Zach. Uh, a shout out to you. Uh, Look, the, the the proof is in the pudding here. Um, Brian is um, is given a full moon, so go get yourself a copy, get yourself a a figure. Brian, thank you so much for for coming on again. It's it's so much fun talking to you about um, this. This is this is your forte. Um, I'm learning. Um, I'm loving it. Uh, it's brilliant. You, you're welcome back anytime.
0: My pleasure, and uh, thank you very much for having me.
2: Fantastic. Before you go, though, um, where can people find you if they want to look or read or listen to more of your reviews?
0: You can find me through Comics Now. So that's comics-now.com. We do have news, reviews, uh, pretty much anything related to comics or properties related to comics. Uh, You can find Comics Now on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, It's at Comics Now Cast and our youtube channel is youtube.com slash comics now cast find our podcast wherever you find podcasts including stitcher and spotify as well and uh please leave us a very kind review it helps people find us easier
2: yep absolutely brilliant i've been listening to it as well loonies go check it out comics now it's really it's a really good listen um and as you as you've heard from the the man himself Brian knows his shizzle so that's uh that, <laughs> that's really
0: uh... i know all the shizzle
2: <laughs> uh so Brian once again thank you very much you're welcome yes that was the Conchu's idols chat with Brian Warshaw
1: what is it good for i have to me. listen to me.
2: Um, a huge thank you to Brian And as mentioned um, Links in the show notes to where you can Contact Brian and where you can listen And watch his stuff um, So a huge thank you to Brian There um, A big a big thank you also to The voice actors again Of our serial before that um, Anthony Sitko From Capes on the Couch Adam Ryan Daniels from I Am Your Target Demographic, Matt Lappie um, Dedicated Looney And also Connor McKenna, who is host of not only Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast, but also Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast. So check them out if you can. We've reached the end of our show, loonies. It's been a a hell of a ride. Thank you for joining um, this time. Uh, Next phase, we'll be tackling a trade or arc review. So... We'll be looking at a a waxing gibbous. So that will be that will be cool. And um, and we'll be covering actually I've been wanting to do this for a while. We'll be covering covering Marvel Knights issues four to seven that features Moon Knight in there, along with the Punisher, Black Widow, and all that goody 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 stuff. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so join us in the next episode 132. Um I'm just looking at the the schedule here. So it's the first quarter. You are, you know, look up in the night sky. Yes, it's a first quarter. Ray, you got it wrong. It's not the last one. The first quarter tonight for Conchie's Idols. And uh, and next week we, we're into the waxing gibbous. So, yeah, that should be fun. Marvel Nights, issues 4 to 7. Now, also, uh, wanted to remind you that, you know, not only are you listening to Into the Night and Moon podcast? But there's a whole band of fantastic shows out there that we're affiliated with, and we're part of the collective. So uh, it's a band of like-minded podcasters, all to do with comic book or geek culture and or character-based podcasts. So if you like Moon Knight... Um, if you like other characters like Iron Fist, Spider-Man, Superman, as mentioned earlier, Connor, he's got that covered, we've got that covered. There's also Ghost Rider, Namor the Submariner, uh, we've got Man-Thing, Venom, uh, the Inhumans, it's all there, but there's also like the geek culture stuff as well, like Adam's, I'm your t- target demographic, uh, the Signal of Doom, uh, it goes on and on, there's a huge list of collective members we are part of it. Um, and so if you, if you like what you hear with this and if you want to check out other comic book-related stuff, go check out the link in our show notes for the collective. Um, a fantastic bunch of podcasters there. Now, finally, also, you can find us. You can drop us a line on email, the old-fashioned email at itkmoonnight@gmail.com at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube as well. Been uh, chatting with a lot of uh, loonies over there, uh, Chris and Jordan and Judas uh, Discord and Get Vocal as well. We've got pages there. I'd like to get the Get Vocal thing happening. We've got a welcome room, a hangout. So if anyone wants to hang out, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how we're going to swing that, but there's a, a hangout room there. Check us out. Also, we've got a a website and of course. We have a Patreon page, as mentioned at the top of the show. And we're also on Podchaser, which is a pretty cool platform as well. Go check that out too. That's a, a database for many, many podcasts. Um, really great stuff. You get to um, read profiles on the creators, on you know, producers, you know, guests, stuff like that. So Podchaser is something I'm kind of new to as well, but uh, I've joined and it, it sounds pretty cool. Uh, iTunes ratings, if you can rate us, that would be great. Um, you don't have to, but if you do, you know, we can, we can give you a shout out and, uh, and any feedback would be much appreciated. We, we always love to improve the show. Uh, and finally, good podcast catches. Look, again, if whatever you're listening to, if that's not broken, don't fix it. Don't worry about it. But uh, in case you do happen to lose your phone or whatever and you have to make do, uh, don't worry. We're on all the other ones as well. So uh, I hope that's kind of adequately covered. Anyway, Looney's, thank you once again. It's been a blast. Looking forward to catching you again on episode 132, but right now, all I got to say is may country watch over the denizens of the night. See you later. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated.